0: We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCACHurch.com. And join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. Bible, turn to Luke chapter 19, verse 37. It says this, When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully, I love that, joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they have seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Now look at this. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, teacher rebuke your disciples. I tell you he replied, if they keep quiet if they keep quiet, if they keep quiet, Woo, yeah. the stones will cry out. Yeah, yeah. Why do you get loud, Pastor? Why can't we be quiet in church? The Bible says that his disciples were joyfully praising with a loud voice. In the city of Jerusalem there was nothing louder than the shouts of praise to God. I wonder what is the loudest sound in Palm City today? What is the loudest sound in our churches on this Palm Sunday? Is it the shouts of joyful praises of disciples? Or Are those telling the church shh be quiet be quiet and the bible tells us that if we get quiet rocks cry out rocks are not made to speak they are not created to worship rocks are created to sit there and do nothing We have been created to speak. We have been created to worship. And yet sometimes we sit there like a rock. You're going to get with me before the service is over. Sometimes the church just sits there like a rock because there are those who are saying, Shh, don't be so loud. We want to go to church and be quiet and relaxing and have a reverent atmosphere. I'm telling you, God loves loud. He loves loud praise, joyful praise. But our lives have been changed because we've been listening to the Pharisaicals who are saying, shh, be quiet. Sometimes, something has to be said. Sometimes, something has to be said. Those
1: of you that are parents,
0: have you ever had that moment to where you had to say something to your child? That he's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Something's got to be said. Don't let a rock take your role. We've got so many people today. Well, I'll let somebody else. I'm not that type of person, Pastor. I'm very quiet and demure and reserved. I am too. You should get to know me during the week. My wife will tell you I'm not very loud. I've never raised my voice. Richard's on the staff with me. I don't ever raise my voice, do I? Good answer. (laughs) I don't raise my voice because that's not the person I am. But there's something inside of me. It's called the spirit of the living God. That sets me on fire. When I get close to His presence. There's something about it that makes it to where I just cannot be quiet. I have to express and demonstrate my passion for Him because He's in my life. He's changed me. He's taken me from death to life. From hopelessness to now, I have a hope. And the problem today is the world is louder than the church. Churches are quiet on Sunday nights. Churches are mostly quiet on Wednesday nights because the world has a louder voice. The world is calling to all of us and the voice is louder. I had a couple go to the OSU game last Wednesday night and they said, Pastor, we had to stand up the whole time. Hours. Standing up the whole time. And they're an older couple. Why can't we stand 15 minutes in church? I'm going to get you. Sometimes something has to be said. Sometimes we are letting rocks take our role. They were not made to cry out. We are made to cry out. And I want to ask you the question. What makes you cry out? What makes you cry out? You see, there were a lot of contrasts that day in Jerusalem. Yeah. Jesus is coming in his triumphal entry, but Jesus, who is the perfect lamb, he's riding in on a donkey. In that day, a donkey was considered to be an unclean animal. So you have the perfect lamb riding on an unclean animal. The contrast is the disciples are joyful and they are loud. And the church leaders are saying, shh, be quiet. There's worship that is given to Jesus Christ, and that's where our worship belongs. And the contrast is there's a whole lot of whining going on. (laughs) I tell you what, if we worship right, we won't have much to whine about. Sometimes, something's got to be said. There was joy in the streets, but there were those who were jeering. Tell them to be quiet. Shh. This is out of control. We don't like this. People like church to be in control, don't they? Pastor, when I invite my friends, I don't want you to act all crazy. I want you to make sure you present a dignified presentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is about as dignified as I can get. Because there's something burning inside of me today that says, I've got to cry out.
1: Amen. There are those
0: who are cheering, and then there are those who are shouting, crucify. Today the church is getting crucified by our culture. Because if we have standards, if we have a, a, a level of a standard to meet for Christianity, the world and the culture says, Hey, you're judging me. So the church gets quiet. And the church says, hey, we won't preach anything that causes conviction. We'll just talk about love. And we'll just let everybody live however they want to live as long as you come to church. I read a website of the church the other day. It had on the website literally no convictions, no religion, no rituals. (coughs) No rituals. I don't know if that's a church. Because the church I want to go to, I want to get convicted.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I get convicted every time I prepare a message. I get convicted because maybe I've been a little too quiet lately. I get convicted because maybe I've allowed some whining to come into my life. Maybe I'm allowing the enemy to, to shut my mouth so that I won't praise God and keep me quiet. And, and in that middle, you know what? I'm going to get defeated. Look at Luke nineteen forty-one. As he approached Jerusalem, he saw the city and he wept over it. Why did he weep over it? He wept over it because he saw two point five million people, and for the most part, their hearts were hard. Here comes the Passover Lamb, fulfilling all of prophecy, and yet some of them are saying, "You've got to stay quiet. This is the greatest event in the history of mankind." Be quiet. Let me read it to you one more time. When he came near the place where the road goes down, the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of his disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Have you seen any miracles here? Anybody ever seen any miracles? I've seen them. Then why are we quiet? Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. You see, the Pharisees were there to seize the volume, they're to seize the moments. We cannot allow this to happen. And they've been seizing the moments. Our culture has a louder voice about sex than the church does. Our culture has a louder voice about pornography than the church does. Our culture has a louder voice about homosexuality than the church does. Our culture has a louder voice. And yet the church gets quiet. Sporting events. Everything in the world we can be loud about.
1: Yeah.
0: Except church. Where did we get the mentality that church is supposed to be quiet? I don't know where we formed that theology from. And so today, I wonder what would a rock said, if a rock could talk. (laughs) You should think about these things when you read the Bible. Because I was thinking about this. Why did he say the rocks would cry out? And then I began to look around in the Word of God. And I began to see it like never before. All the times that rocks and stones were involved in the plan of God. We we find in the Old Testament a great leader by the name of Moses. Great man of God. And he was leading the nation of Israel out of bondage. Everything's going great. And all of a sudden They need water. And God tells Moses, Hey Moses, speak to the rock. And I will give you water. We know that Moses disobeyed, right? He struck the rock. The first thing the rock would have said was, Ouch! What are you doing? Closes! his brother's lunch. There was a big giant there ten foot tall. He had a big spear. He had a big shield, sword. And he's calling his brothers dogs. And he gets there and goes, wait a minute. Who is this guy? And why is he talking like that to the chosen people of God? So he goes over and he finds five stones. Uh And he gets them in his hands. Puts one in the sling. And he starts running toward that giant. And he says this, you come against me with a shield and a spear. But I come against you in the name of the Lord. I'm just thinking this rock is swinging around. It's going, ooh, man, this is fun. (laughs) Hallelujah, I'm glad somebody said something. I'm glad somebody does not keep quiet like the rest of those cowards, but I'm glad somebody is getting in the power and the might of God. And all of a sudden that stone goes, that stone releases and it finds its place in the front. And the stone says this: God is bigger. Hallelujah. Come on. I don't know what you're facing about. But the watch is going to come. him a letter, and the letter says, I'm going to kill you, destroy you, you're going to be dead. <laughs> Nehemiah takes the letter, and he takes it in there, and he shows it to God. God, here's what they're saying. And God says, I want you to take some stones, some rocks, and I want you to build a wall. Have you ever been intimidated by the devil? Have you ever had the devil just get right up in your face and talk smack right into your Did you stay quiet? Because in that moment, Nehemiah, he said, let's get some rocks together, guys. Let's get some rocks together. I don't know how God's going to work this out. But all I know is, God said, just build the wall. Just build the wall. Sometimes we don't understand how it's all going to work out. But we've got to listen to the rocks because they're telling us, hey, just build a wall. Just take a stand. Just get in the gap." And find a place to take a stand in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And God will do mighty things. Yes. But you've got to be able to take the stones, take the rocks, and begin to do something with them. You've got to build something. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Just build it. Yes. There was a woman brought before a group of men. She had been found in the middle of adultery. And we know what the penalty was. Stone her to death. Jesus is there. They're picking up rocks. These stones. Can you imagine what the stones are about to say to these men? When Jesus says, if any of you are without sin, you throw the first one. And all of a sudden, they drop those rocks in their body. Yeah. Then Jesus looks at her, and here's what he said. Sometimes something has to be said.
1: Yes.
0: Here's what he said. I want you to go and sin no more. That's it. That's it. He did not say, I want you to stay in this lifestyle. He did not say, I don't want to convict you in any way. But he said, I want you to go and sin no more. You know what those rocks would have said to her that day? God forgives all our sins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God forgives all our sins.
1: And we
0: somehow in the church have made it to where. Yeah, okay, Pastor. Pastor. Yeah, God forgives all our sins. Tell me something new. You're not really, you're not really impressing me today. You're not really got a new message today. Hey, listen, I know of nothing that should get you louder than when God forgave you of all your sins and washed you white as snow and wrote your in the blood. I know of nothing that'll get me louder than that. Hallelujah. Rolled in front of it. And all of a sudden, on a third day, an angel shows up. And he moves that stone. I wonder what that stone would say to you today. Stay hidden, stay locked up in a room. Be quiet. Shh. We don't want anyone to hear about this. Let's keep it quiet. But I just want to let you know,
1: he's alive. He's risen.
0: would he? He would say you know what? I've got good news. Just as it was prophesied
1: he is risen
0: says this, that if you're going to build a life of victory, if you're going to have a life of joy and peace, if you're going to have a life that is solid, that will not be shaken when the winds of time come, here's what the rock says. Don't build on the sand. Don't build on the sand. But build your life upon the rock which is Christ Jesus. We've got a lot of marriages today that are shaken. As a matter of fact, people today, they break up quicker than they make up. We have society louder than the saints. Culture louder than the church. But sometimes something has to be said. There was a, a disciple, his name was Simon Peter. His name in the Greek is Petra. Which means if anyone comes into our church, that we don't embarrass ourselves. Listen, the world is hungry and thirsty for someone to get loud. What would happen this afternoon if you're watching the NCAA tournaments? If this afternoon, what would happen to those teams if everybody there in that arena sat down And said nothing. If there were no bands playing. No mascots running around. No cheerleaders cheering. Everybody just sitting there like a rock. You know what people tell me? I go there and I cheer on my team. Because I'm a fan. And they get fanatical don't they?
1: I mean, they paint
0: their faces. Oh, wait a minute. Aren't we trying to get dignified? They're jumping around. Spilling their beers all over the place. Can't hardly talk when they leave. And they'll go, that was so awesome. You should have been there. It was so wonderful, man. Can't believe it? Oh yeah, I can't get my out today. There's a horse from Truman Day believe weekend.
1: <laughs>
0: and you go to work tomorrow, <clears throat> and people say, hey, what'd you do? All oh, my bracket's busted. You see, i wanted North Carolina to win. Bracket's busted. They'll go to work tomorrow. Well, how was your weekend? Oh, it was bad. My team lost. You believe that loyal Chicago team is still playing?
1: That's
0: sister. Uh, sister, what's her name? See, y'all know that. <laughs> sister Jean, the 98-year-old uh, nun. Y'all know her name. She's cheering them on. But how many people go to work tomorrow or go out into the marketplace tomorrow? They go, What did you do this weekend? I went to church and I shouted so much. I can hardly talk today. It was awesome. You should have been there. Man, people were jumping and shouting and praising God, and the place was rocking. And we didn't sit down the whole service because He is alive. He is alive. He is alive. Young people over here, they they don't know which voice to listen to anymore. It's such mixed messages. They come to church and hear one thing. Go into their schools and hear something else. Turn on those social medias and hear something else. Sometimes something has to be said. And today, I'm saying to you, If we want to be able to be victorious, if we want to be a part of the crowd shouting, Hosanna! Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Then we cannot do it quietly. We cannot sit there like a rock. We cannot let the Pharaoh seize us. But we've got to find something to cry out about. And I want to tell you, church, my heart is so heavy about all the things that I've been crying out about. I've been crying out for our kids and our youth. I'm crying out because the world we're giving them is hard. It's harsh. I'm crying out for marriages. Oh, God, save our marriages.
1: Crying out
0: for people in dating relationships because they're crossing lines that shouldn't be crossed during dating relationships. And I'm crying out for that. God, restore us back to the place you called us in the Word. Yes, yes. I'm calling out for those who are bound to addictions and the church just goes, well, just get a 10 step method. We've got a one step method, it's Jesus Christ. And Him crucified. And He will set you free from all wrong and wickedness. One step. Crying out today. Heart cries out. I don't want to waste any of my worship. There's only one who can be worshipped. That's Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He on the cross for that. on the cross for that. Would you stand with me today? PCA, will we let a rock take our role?
1: Are you going to say
0: to the rock, okay, go ahead, that there may be some things in your life that you need to cry out about. There may be some things in your life that you need to sound an alarm you need to get on your knees and cry out to God. Life is hard. The enemy comes in like a flood. He will discourage you. He will bring in doubt. He will cause you to have depression. He'll begin to get you moping around, defeated. (coughs) I don't know that God can do this, Pastor. This is big, Pastor. I hear a rock saying, what? God's bigger. But this is impossible. With God, all things are. But the doctors have said, is that the loudest voice you're hearing? The sound of the doctor or one who says, I was wounded for your transgressions. I was bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement of your peace was upon me and by my stripes you are healed. voice in your life today? Is it culture or the church? Is it society or the saints? What are you hearing today? I think it's time. I think it's time for the world to hear the church again. I think it's time for our youth to hear the church again. It's time for our kids to hear the church again. It's time for marriages. It's time for sickness and disease to heal To heal the church again. And he made it all possible because of the cross. This is what I build my life upon. This is all I've got. But this is more than I need.
1: Because my God is able
0: to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or imagine according to the power that is at work within me. And I don't know what's going on in your life today, but I know this. God is bigger. Take a step of faith. Just build something on the rock of Christ Jesus. God forgives all your sins. you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I'm about to give you an opportunity to meet Him face to face. Amen. Amen. Lord. Every head bowed, every eye closed for just a moment. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I hear you, and I also hear something inside my heart, and the voice inside of my heart's getting louder, and it's saying this to me. I will forgive all your sins but you must first take a step of faith and believe. Believe. Confess your sins and I will forgive you your sins. If you're here today you say, Pastor, I hear it and I need to ask God to forgive me of all my sins. I want to confess them right now. I want you to lift your hand up right now. Lift it up and hold it high. Thank you. Lift it high. It's not a time to be quiet. not a time to be shy. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Keep it up. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, do your work in these hearts right now. Do your work in these hearts. Let them hear your voice. You have a sweet, small, still voice. You can put in their heart right now. It says, I love you. (laughs) Lord, their hands raised across this auditorium. You see their heart, I see their hand. And God, I pray right now, touch them in the name of Jesus Christ. Would everyone in this church pray this prayer with me? Everybody, it won't hurt me. Say this with me. Everybody, especially those whose hands are raised Dear Heavenly Father, Dear Heavenly Father I, confess I confess my sins. Wash me, Wash cleanse me, me. Cleanse me. White I believe you are the Son of God. I put my trust, my hope in you. Be my Lord and my Savior in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's just give God praise for those.
1: Come on! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus.
0: only been standing about two minutes. I want those to come and help me with communion. Listen, church, there's something powerful passionate in my soul today. God has been putting a fire inside of me that I've got to put inside of you. We're going to take communion because we want to remember the price that was paid. Jesus gathered his disciples together. shared an intimate moment with them we're about to share that same intimacy with the Lord you do not have to be a member to partake but I do ask that you are a child of God and I do ask you for the next few moments to search your heart and if there's any thought any word, any deed that you need to confess before God take this moment and do it. Don't let a rock take your role. Take the bread and the cup. Temple was rent from top to bottom, and God said, Come on in. I want to be close to you, and today I want us to be close to Him. I want us to get right in His presence, real close. We have the bread, we have the cup, and He said, When you take this, remember me. And today, I want us to remember Him. But I also want us to remember to cry out. He took the bread and said, This is my body. And he blessed it. Father, today, thank you for your son's body. He was wounded, pierced, bled, and died. For me. For me. Thank you for his body today. Let us eat together. In the same manner, this is my blood. It will wash away all your sins. Hallelujah. The rock's not saying it today, but the blood sure is screaming out loud. I forgive all your sins and wash you white as snow. And with me, your name will be written in the Lamb's book of life. And no man can take it out. God, I hear that today. Thank you for your blood that washes me, cleanses me white as snow and changed me from death to life. Thank you. In the name of Jesus we pray. Let us drink together. I want us to do something just a little different because I believe that every message requires an action. And I believe that you've heard the Spirit of God speak to you today. Bible says that when a minister preaches the Word, the Word is taken by the Spirit and put it in the hearts of men.
1: And I believe that
0: something that I've said today can pierce different hearts in different ways. But I believe I know this to be true, that the Holy Spirit takes it and makes it to you what you need to hear. And I believe that the Spirit of God has spoken to a theme, a person, a situation into your heart to where the enemy is louder and the enemy is winning and the enemy has gotten you to be quiet because you've fought a long time and you've tried hard, but I guess this is just the way it has to be, Pastor. no, you got to fight. you got to cry out. And I believe this. I believe there's a, there's a lot of you here this morning that you say, Pastor, here's a situation. Here's a person. Here's something that's going on in my life or the lives of my family that the Holy Spirit is speaking to me about today. And I need to cry out over. I want you to come to the front right now. We're not going to take long to do this. Don't worry about the time. But if there's something that you have got to get victory over in your life, in your family's life, whatever it may be, maybe there's a lost loved one, maybe it's a marriage, maybe it's kids, maybe it's finances, maybe it's health. I don't know. Maybe it's your job. I don't know. But I know this, that God is speaking this to your heart right now. And He's saying, take a step of faith. Take a step of faith and see what I will do. I want you to step out from where you're at right now and come to the front. Don't wait. God is crying out to you. Don't miss this moment. This is a powerful time for victory. I believe it with all my heart. I wouldn't be doing this. I would just dismiss us and let us leave. But I believe there's, there's situations. Come on. Come on. That God wants you to have victory over. It. That God wants you to have dominion over. It. That God wants you to take control of. It. Maybe it's an addiction. I don't know. Bring it. Bring it right now. Whatever it is, right now. Right now. Come on. I know there's more. I know there's more. I feel it. I, I, my spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit tells me truth. He, he reveals things to me while I'm speaking. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm going to take just a moment. I believe every one of you that are, that are taking this step of faith, God's going to give you victory. I believe that with all my heart. And I believe you'll look back and say, I remember, I need to get a stone to make a memorial for that day. I remember that day. God's telling you, don't let these rocks take your role. It's time for you to cry out, not to be silent anymore. The church, the world is telling you, shh. I don't care what anybody thinks about me care if they think I'm undignified I don't care what they say tomorrow all I know is is I need God I need God in this part of my life I need God those of you that are at the front I want you to get ready you can say whatever you want to say but today we are storming the gates of hell The church storms the gates of hell and they will not prevail over the church. Sometimes something has to be said. I want you today by faith we're going to cry out to God. Whatever it is, you give it, you cry it out to God. I want you to, maybe there's some of you that are still out there who need to get up here. I don't know. But I want the rest of you to be fans. I want you to be the cheerleaders. I want you to be the band. I want you to be the crowd, whatever it is. These are up here. They're fighting a battle. They're in the middle of warfare. And they need somebody to cheer them on. I want you to get ready on the count of three. You ready? I believe all hell's about to shake loose. I believe it. I believe all hell's about to shake loose. The devil's going to tell you, don't be loud. You be quiet. Somebody's going to say something. Somebody's going to think something. Don't worry about that. You ready? One, two, three. Come on. God,
1: we need to Come on. Cry up, Hallelujah. God, Hallelujah! need you. Cry out. Hallelujah. I need you, God. I need you, God. Hallelujah.
0: Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.